0: Up the patriotic American citizen, Pac-Man. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. Thanks for tuning us in as always. And before we get started, let me remind you: if you like the program, hit like, hit subscribe, and hit share. What a week! I guess now this makes three times they found classified documents in the president's. One was found in his garage. One was found in a library, and they found another batch. And I mean, you we don't know who's seen these these documents. Maybe Hunter had access to them. Uh, maybe some uh, you know, foreign powers had access to these documents. The president has told us all along he's he's very careful. He takes us very seriously, these classified documents. Uh, but obviously he doesn't. And uh, for the people who've been saying, well, Donald Trump did the same thing. Well, yes, he did. And uh, Trump didn't handle the situation as well as he could have. But what, what this president has done, I think, exceeds what, what Donald Trump has done. Talk about influence peddling and money laundering. I mean, the first batch of these classified documents uh, involved uh, uh, Iran. It had some stuff in there about the Ukraine, which makes sense. I mean, uh, and you know, this political hack we have as a as a uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland, even he had to appoint a special prosecutor. He did so last Thursday. All of a sudden, the, the wall of protection the president had around him has has crumbled. And it's crumbling quickly because Republicans are going to get some answers now. If Republicans control the House. This couldn't have happened for, at a worse time for the president. Nobody cares about that. I mean, this is a bad thing to happen for the country. I mean, it could be a national security issue. Let's face it. You know why this is a scandal? I mentioned Republicans will be investigating uh, Rep. James Comer of Kentucky. He is uh, He's going to be a bulldog on this issue. He has said, we're not investigating Hunter Biden. We're investigating Joe Biden. And this is a quest to find out how much money Joe Biden reaped and what favors he did in return, primarily when he was vice president, but possibly as president. I mean, some of these papers, these classified documents reportedly involved foreign nations. They were found in locations related to the family scandals. This has got legs. This is going to make Watergate look like a walk in the park. Watergate was, as somebody had put it, a third-rate break-in. It was botched. This is much more important. It involves national security. And this president, I think, is one of the most corrupt, perhaps the most corrupt president we've ever had in office. When Merrick Garland has to appoint a special prosecutor, because this guy is a political hack. And if if there's anything we have to thank uh, Mitch McConnell for when he was the leader of the Senate, is keeping Garland Off the Supreme Court. Obama named him during uh, a lame duck session, and McConnell said, No, that's not going to happen. We're not going to put this guy in the high court, and it's a good thing he's not there. So, I mean, three batches of classified documents have turned up. And, you know, all this went on when the University of Pennsylvania paid Joe Biden as vice president $900,000 through 2019, despite just nine reported public engagements with students. This is in the New York Post. In addition, the Post, citing public records, reports the university got $54.6 million in donations from China from 2014 through June of 2019, including over $23 million in anonymous gifts beginning in 2016. Now, this is not an accident. Biden has financial interests in the Ukraine, in China. I mean, these are schemes that we've got to get to the bottom of this. And uh, there's a similar pattern here. I'm going to read something from uh, Michael Goodwin's column this week in the New York Post. Recall that in December of 2013, Hunter Biden flew to Beijing on Air Force Two with his father, who was the Obama administration's point man on the country. And by the time they headed home, Hunter had secured a billion and a half dollar investment from a bank controlled by the government. This is China we're speaking of. A similar pattern played out in other countries, especially in Ukraine. So you can see where this is going. You know, I had something... uh, Prepared on this whole issue and I left it at work. But I'm looking at a few of the uh, latest issues of the New York Post. Some of the headlines in the post are phenomenal. Open House reads one with the, the Bidens, Hunter and and the President. Open House. Another one, anybody vet this guy? Corvette, obviously. And it shows Biden and his Corvette, his green Corvette. And it's hilarious. It's uh, what's the, here's one. He's, he's hiding behind a curtain, Biden. It says class houses. And my favorite one, class clown. More secret docs in Joe's home. I mean, it's not a laughing matter, obviously, and hopefully Republicans get to the bottom of it. And uh, I'd like to say I'd like to see Biden out of office, but if he leaves, we could go from bad to worse. We have Kamala Harris waiting in the wings. So it's it's not a good situation all the way around. There is a a bill in the House that was introduced this week that would end free speech for white people. Basically, it it does away. It eviscerates the First Amendment and it was introduced by Sheila Lee and she's a democrat of course from Texas and you know i don't know how else you can look at this she wants to define hate speech with which only white people can be charged she is a is a marxist in her leading against white supremacy act of 2023 which clearly suggests the bill applies only to white people. White people would not be allowed to ask questions about open borders or criticize minorities or advocate for preserving American culture. To do so would be, you'd be accused of being a racist. If you're concerned about the border, specifically the southern border, it's because you're afraid of brown people massing across the border. But this is what Lee is proposing. A white person could face federal imprisonment for simply posting online about the impact of open, border, uh, open borders immigration on American culture. This is what, it's what's happening in some of these far-left European countries, where the government or the governments to target their own citizens. Now, this is not going to go anywhere because Republicans, thankfully, control the House. So this, this crap is dead on arrival. But this is what the Democrats are engaged in. Nothing that's going to make your life better, that's going to improve the, uh, the standard of living, Here in America and specifically in New York State. We'll get to New York State in in a couple of minutes. But Lee wants to target Americans who are in favor of border security and who call out replacement theory, which is what's going on. If you call it out by name, replacement theory is an ideology that holds that open borders and mass migration into the Western world are part of a deliberate effort to replace white people in their native lands. That's what replacement theory is. And to uh, to even uh, say that that's what's going on, you could be charged with a federal crime if this idiot gets her way. And if you, especially if you publish anything on a social media platform, the feds would be coming after you again if it becomes law. But of course, the the, uh, the House would have to pass it, the Senate would have to pass it, and no doubt Biden and or Kamala Harris would would definitely sign it into law. But it's not going to go anywhere. So anyway, that's that. Uh, let's see. There's something else I want to mention in Arizona the newly elected governor. Her name is uh, Katie Hobbs. I, just to look at her makes my blood boil. She looks like a typical left-wing radical feminist. Her first executive order as governor is to enforce pronouns. With all that's happening in the country, no doubt what's happening in Arizona, she's going to focus on pronouns. That's her first executive order. In other words, if you call somebody a wrong pronoun, you could be Charged for a crime, no doubt. This is unbelievable. Also, she's going to, I guess it's included in her budget, I read today, her executive budget, $10 million to investigate police officers. Because it's part of a communist agenda to go after law enforcement. Democrats hate law enforcement. We see it here in New York State with bail reform and turning criminals back out onto the streets. It's not going to happen. You know, they keep poking the bear, these people. Everything they do is a detriment for their states and for their country. And I don't know how much longer it's going to go on. You know, we had the governor last week or a week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, going after gas stoves. It may have been the president. He might have said something about gas stoves. And then, of course, uh, Kathy Hochul, the governor, mentions it in her State of the State address last week. You know, I guess and the is. Gas stoves cause asthma in children. There's no proof of that. Not anything I've read. It's nonsense. And it's already going on in some of these other liberal states. California, I think. They want to get rid of gas stoves. They want to get rid of fossil fuels. Everything has to run on electric. Where do you think you get electricity from? Most of it comes from coal. They want to destroy the coal industry. There's something wrong with these people. They're mentally ill. I mentioned the state. Here's what the governor is focused on, bail reform. She says something, we got to tweak bail reform. Well, no kidding. She's getting a a bunch of heat from her her left wing on her appointment of this uh, LaSalle. I can't think of his first name to the uh, uh, Court of Appeals. There's a Senate hearing this week uh, about this issue. He's a pro-life judge. She nominated him and the left wing is having a fit because he's pro-life. Other things the state is looking to uh, get adopted, I say the state Democrats in the legislature and the governor, they want uh, minimum wage tied to inflation. The business community is going to going to love that. You pay your workers fifteen an hour. They're already already forcing you to pay your employees fifteen bucks an hour. Now that you have to tie their any increase to inflation. My salary hasn't been tied to inflation. Why should minimum wage workers have their salaries boosted? You mentioned the gas stoves and the bail reform. There are advocates in Albany today for a, a clean slate bill. What this would do would be wipe clean the records of certain criminals. I saw some people today at the uh, legislative office building with the you know clean slate bill t-shirts on. Most of them are black and Hispanic. Which criminals? They don't say. Are you pushing your lawmakers, your, your representatives to get a clean slate bill adopted? I'm not. I, I'm not pushing for that. How about advocates supporting a bill to allow medical aid in, uh, when people are dying? Is that big on your list, to-do list? Not mine. Hel- helping people to die? its Everything that's going on in Albany is is demonic, most of it. It's just, it's evil, so much of it. This is what Democrats are pushing. Medical aid to those who want to die. Assisted suicide, basically clean slate bill wiping the slate clean for criminals i'm telling you today uh, was the first day back from the martin luther king holiday we had a nice holiday my family and i we went i took the kids bowling and uh, in saratoga we had a we had a great time went out for pizza afterwards but to mark martin luther king day there were a lot of civil rights activists all over the the net and some in albany they stood up and they gave their speeches on on ml king day the the democrats a lot of Democrats took issue with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy for quoting King's most famous statement over uh, about the virtues of a truly colorblind America. In his August 63, I Have a Dream speech King powerfully appealed to the conscience of Americans when he said, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. So McCarthy and uh, and DeSantis quoted that line in uh, speeches over the weekend, and they took heat for it. It's like, you know, there's this belief that somehow Democrats are champions of civil rights. Nothing can be further from the truth. And this this article, there was an article in Axios. It said, Republicans citing King's memorable line are accused of misrepresenting uh, and dishonoring King. And they're advised to stop. Advised by whom? This same article cites a number of scholars extolling critical race theory, which King would not support, I'm sure. Affirmative action, other reverse discrimination methods of, of achieving racial justice here in America. They claim in the column, in the Axios column, that King was sympathetic to these means. He he would not have been sympathetic. I don't think he would be, based on what I know about King. And then they went on to claim America is uh, still systemically racist. And that was a, that was a message today from some of the Democratic members of the, uh, of the Assembly. Most of them were Black. One young Black uh, Assemblywoman admitted that she is a Democratic Socialist, and she ripped capitalism and the free market and all that. I, I got news for her and all these other Socialist Democrats. At least she was honest. She said what she is. Most of them are Socialists or Marxists, but won't admit it. She, she admitted it. In the words of our former and hopefully future President Donald Trump, I agree with him when he said, America will never be a socialist nation. That's my message. And I know I have a lot of liberals listening to this program. I get the feedback. America will never be a socialist nation because we have a Second Amendment. We're not systemically racist. We have two terms of a black president, Barack Obama. We have a black or a woman of color. She's not black, really, but a a vice president, Kamala Harris. I'd love to see a woman president a black woman, if she's qualified, based on merit, not because she's black. But the big problem, this is the whole thing with Democrats and race, they're focused, they're fixated on race because they have nothing else. When you look at history, the Democratic Party has historically been the enemy of racial equality. They are the party, or it is the party of slavery. They opposed Reconstruction. They opposed desegregation. They're the party of Jim Crow and the KKK. You know, Carol Swain is a professor of political science and law at Vanderbilt University, and she, uh, she's, she's black, her, you know, so she uh, knows about what she speaks. She put out a six-minute PragerUniversity.com video, and she talked about the Democratic Party's true history. And it's not one that the Democrats in Albany portray. And I'll, I'll quote her. And you know this to be true, and I know this to, to be true, and I've said this to anybody who would listen to me over the last 30 or 40 years. The Democratic Party defended slavery, started the Civil War, opposed Reconstruction, founded the KKK, imposed segregation, perpetrated lynchings, fought against the Civil Rights Acts of the 50s and 60s. In contrast, the Republican Party was founded in 1854 as an anti-slavery party. This stuff you learn in high school history, but so many adults don't know it. Its mission, the Republican Party's mission, was to stop the spread of slavery into the new Western territories with the aim of abolishing it entirely. This effort, however, according to Carol Swain, was dealt a major blow by the Supreme Court in the 1857 Dred Scott case, Dred Scott versus Sanford. The court ruled that slaves are not citizens, they're property. The seven justices, that I, I didn't know this until today, The seven justices who voted in favor of slavery, all Democrats. The two justices who dissented, both Republicans. And a quick check, by the way, of the congressional record will show you that more Republicans than Democrats voted for the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Voting Rights Act of 1965. That's a fact. More Republicans voted for those two pieces of civil rights legislation than Democrats. Al Gore Sr., the senator from Tennessee voted against those two acts. Tell that to your Democratic friends. Next time you have a talk around the uh, the water cooler. Some of the just the, the myths out there, the, the, the falsehoods and the misrepresentation, and it's just unbelievable the, 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 the breadth of it all. I've got to run. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. Check out all the fine programs we have for you, the fine podcasts on the BMG network. And you can check out my daughter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to promote my daughter's podcast because she does a fantastic job. Madeline Flint with The Essentials with Maddie Flint. And uh, we have uh, a new one called The Age Sage that's up there with, I think, Robert LaCosta is his name. And, of course, Adrian Ross on Tuesdays, this program Wednesdays. And on the weekends, I'll try to get another show to you by the weekend. Some some great NFL action. It was a wild card Sunday, and uh, the Dallas Cowboys looked invincible now they're playing an eight and nine team the uh the Seahawks are not what they were and Tom Brady basically laid out his his fellow teammates after the after the game but the the Cowboys won 31 to 6 yeah so the Giants are moving on they beat Minnesota some of the other games the Niners over the Seahawks the uh, Jaguars came back They were 27 points down the Jaguars they beat the Chargers Dolphins again came up short against the Bills uh, let's see. The Bengals beat the Ravens. Cowboys, again, I mentioned over the Buccaneers. So, I mean, it's going to be a big weekend this coming week, when we'll run, run down some of the, uh, the highlights on the next program. Thank you very much, again, for tuning us in. Don't forget, hit like. If you like this program, hit like, hit subscribe, and hit share, because, uh, frankly, we need to get the word out there. Thank you very much. Those of you who listen, the audience is growing. I know I have a couple of liberal... Listeners, That's a good thing. You know, let me know how, what you think about the show, whether you like it or not. I want to hear from you. You can contact me directly by email. It's pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at the bmgnetwork.com, all lowercase. Thanks for listening. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the BMG Network.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune into the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.